inhabitants of Mega City 1. This is Judge Spyrokin. In case you have forgotten, this block operates under the same rules as the rest of the city. This podcast contains adult language, mature situations, street judges, violent crimes, ABC robots, the illegal narcotic known as slow-mo, standard issue lawgivers, Project Janus, the Peachtree City Block, and the law. Kyle Smith is not the law. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Movie Review, Episode 77. Drock it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Movie Review, the podcast providing information reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zahn. This is Cal. Yes, Cal is back for another fun-filled episode. Right. Let us all rejoice and send him emails. Cal.sparkin at gmail.com. And that's a K, not a C. Yeah, seems like so long since the last time I recorded one of these. Sure. Yes, with the power of editing, no one will know how long it's been. <laughs> but, again, we digress. Mm. So, remember, you can check us out at com. You can email us, sparkin at gmail.com. And we already talked about all this stuff. Yeah. You can leave us rants, raves, reviews on the website, on iTunes, and everything's in the show notes. And just to let you know, if you go to our Amazon store, amazon.com forward slash shops forward slash Spyrokin, you could buy some of the stuff we've reviewed and actually help us fund the podcast so we can get new mics and do things so you actually could use a better microphone i know i'm surprised you guys can hear this actually this mic is good yeah well we need a stand we need stands yes so help us buy stands go to the store and buy something hey podcast it's zan i just want to let you know that around 15 minutes there's gonna be a little bit of a dip in audio quality but it's no worries just warn you guys now it may get a little bit crappy for about 10 minutes but we did the best we can, and this won't happen again. Sorry, guys. Back to regularly scheduled podcast. You, we have a <laughs> bunch of books on sale, and we're going to put some DVDs up soon if we have any doubles. I'm thinking about putting up maybe Strange Days, or I might put up that one, that only, the most terrible movie possible, Duel to the Death. Duel to the Death? You mean not Batman and Robin? I don't have that fucking movie. Okay. I actually was going to buy that Walmart, the three-pack, with, uh, with all three of them. Which ones? Batman, Batman Returns, and Batman Forever. What about, okay, so not Batman and Robin? No. Okay. I was debating about it. It was a three-pack. But, again, we digress. So, let's get right into it. So, beforehand, 
before we even get into what we're going to be reviewing for this episode, I want to say something. I finally read the last book of A S- Song of Wind and Fire. Is that anything to do with A Song of Ice and Fire? Ice and Fire. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I don't remember. It's been a while. But I finally read it. Okay. Meh. That's the, the, the latest book. It's not the last book because there are still two more books to come. The latest book. It's just like as of the time fourth, of this recording. Was terrible. That fourth book was terrible, and the fifth one brought it up. But still, that ending. I'm like, what are you talking about specifically, Jon Snow? Well, the Jon Snow theories we're not going to get involved with, but it just it leaves in such a point where it's like, really, you have how many? How many? How many Starks are left? Not including uh, John, who you could debate is actually something else. You have. You have uh, Zombie Catelyn. Yes. You have Arya. Yep. And you have uh, Sansa. And then you have Bran and Rickon. Well, Rickon is going to... There's still a lot of Starks left. Rickon is going to become the storyteller for the last book. That's my bet. That is my bet. Is he's Because he's done nothing. Well, like, you know. Rickon is just... He's just there, yeah. He's dead weight right now unless, you know, they come up with a reason to make him good. I don't Bran know. Bran has been interesting, even though he is basically... And still, I still say the last... Well, I know what the last line of the book is going to be. The last book is going to be... What's that? And Hodor said, Hodor. Yeah. I think there should be an entire point of view chapter <laughs> from, Hodor. from Hodor, and it's all just Hodor for 10 pages. I would totally <laughs> love that. Cause, I mean, there's so many characters that I really enjoy in the series, and there's a lot of things I did like about it, but just, I don't know. It's just, it's starting to get, I mean, I never liked the whole political aspect of it. Do you it. think in Hodor's mind, in his internal mind, it's like masterpiece theater? He's, <laughs> and he just can't, he just can't. Vocalize and he it just I, Hodor comes out. That would actually be interesting if that was the case. It was insanely eloquent. Yeah, but he just couldn't. You couldn't say that. <laughs> that would make a brilliant chapter. Currently, my favorite characters. You got Tyrion, who things are looking up for him. Yeah, I mean, definitely better than you know his. Uh, towards the end of the book, things looking up for him definitely it was in dire straits towards the his middle. Sister screwed, beginning. but she don't. She she deserves it. Yeah, yeah. She, she, the, she, I mean, now I think in the, these last two books, you're going to start to see some crazy shit because clearly Tyrion is going to meet Danny now, and then once that happens, I really think she's going to make her way to Westeros finally, and that's when that happens, shit's going to go down. Personally, I think it should be Danny and John should hook up, even though, even though the theory, but the the first book they said that that possible. Look. There's a lot of theories about Jon Snow and a lot of theories about his possible relation to Danny. She's my, she's her and Arya have become my favorite characters. I found Danny to be hard to get through through book in book 5 because pretty much the majority of her chapters were, "Oh my god, I love Dario and I don't want can't wait for Dario to come back so I can fuck Dario." It's like, "Oh my god, I don't want to read this. This is not good." And then at the end it got good with her. You know, this is we've been waiting for that for a while. She's but she but she's now it's now picking up with her. Yeah, it, so when it was that lull. It was better than book four, which again just book four. My favorite parts were were definitely uh, Arya in book four. Even though her journey in book four is really weird. Book four seems like the Silmarillion of the of the series for those of you who read Tolkien. It's just kind of like it's almost like an afterthought, it's like a side quest almost. Because well, you know Arya. how you know the story. You know the relationship between book four and five, right? I would, uh, so basically, book four and five take place simultaneously, and that's why book four has only half the characters and book five has the other half. And then towards the middle to 
end of book five is where you start seeing some book four characters come. Okay. Because I... basically what happened was he was writing everything together, and then he, he started to realize that book four was going to turn out being really too big. So he decided to split it in half. Okay, I was confused completely by that because that's why I was like, I was like, what the hell is going on? I yeah, it was it was a so, side quest or something else. But okay, that makes yeah. more sense now. Now I understand. Yeah, the, the when, more you know, when you start getting into any characters that were in book four, make pop up as point of view characters in book five. That's when it's all new from that point forward. I just hope that when the series gets to that point, they do it better. I they're remember. not. Gonna, there's no way that they're gonna have like, a season with only half the characters. So the series is going to have to combine it all. Yes. There's, um, good, there's no way they're going to split so it. so far, season one good, season two decent. Season two, there were more deviations from the book than in season one, but I like season two it, also. It's, it's doing a Walking Dead. It's completely, it's no longer the same universe. It's diverged. Yeah, but it's a lot closer to the book than Walking Dead is. Yes, Walking Dead's going, but still, I love Walking Dead. Uh, Walking Dead is redeeming itself in season three. Season two was bad for me. I did not like season two. Two was bad. They killed off characters that shouldn't have killed off, and other characters they kept on. They kept living way too long. He should have died way early. And I think it still should have been the original book ending where it was. The mm, I think. Um, you thought he should have survived? No, I, I actually don't mind that he survived that long. Because um, I think it's a missed opportunity in the comic for him to die that early. But. Uh, on the show, it's just it got so bad, and and I think the writers on the show really learned their lesson with Lori, and they're making they're making Lori pay for what she did at the end of season two with you know because everybody was up in arms about that, and everybody hates Lori. They say she's the worst character in all of television history, and this and that. So you see the way Rick is treating her this season. Yeah. To me, that's the writers acknowledging the fact that the that the fans hated that so much. But there's always a character that everyone hates, and the thing is, we, yeah, but we she gets a lot of yeah, hatred. We know she's gonna be screwed, so it doesn't matter as long as, like, uh, when that part went. Oh man, that part when when uh. No spoilers, people haven't seen this yet. Oh man, all right. No more about season three. No more. So we should get on with this. We get on with it. Side note: Walking Dead house and Halloween Horror Nights Universe Studios was awesome. Is your is your favorite character still the same one from seasons one and two, or do you like Michonne? Think she's the best character ever. <laughs> is she the one with the swords? Yes. The one who's using the two zombies so that they can't find her, which I find brilliant. I thought we were not talking season three. Michonne is Michonne. That's different. <laughs> I'm saying characters now. <sighs> I don't know. I don't really like her that much, honestly. My She's favorite kinda... character is Glenn, even though he... You had the okay from the dad. You had the okay from the dad. That means you can play. And No, no, no. I'm going to be suddenly noble. You were fucking here before. What the fuck? <laughs> well, Glenn is... Uh... Well... I like Glenn. Because he's, he's ballsy. Yeah, he's cool. I do like him. And also, the, the, he had the best introduction ever. He's like, hey, asshole. <laughs> They're giving T-Dog more stuff to do. Ah, uh, T-Dog. Uh, he's someone who, like, we made him just for the show, and we're going to keep him around, but he does nothing. He's like, he's just a token black guy. Yep. Carol is dead weight. Yes. She's she walking dead weight. Well, we'll see where everyone's going. We're, we're, we're <laughs> going to do a drinking game for that. But let's get into that. So we're actually speaking of dead weight and other things disturbing and dark things let's get into what we're reviewing this episode we're actually doing something a little bit different than usual we've talked about doing this for months and years we're going to be comparing two movies yep we're going to be comparing two films the original well not original but we're going to be comparing the new film versus the original film which is both an adaption of a series which came out all the way back in the 60s the original uh series came out in 19 it's that old 
Uh, yeah, the original 2000 AD comic book came out in 1977, actually. Wow, I didn't realize it was that old. And he was in issue number two of 2000 AD, created by John Wagner and Carlos Esquerez. And this character, well, we're going to just talk about the character in general, is Judge Dredd. Joseph Dredd, made in the British comic 2000 AD, and it's the longest running series ever in the comic book. I mean, he, the magazine was originally an anthology. And they mm. just said, now it's just, it's Dredd's book. Okay. Just everything has to do with Dread, or it has to do with Judge Anderson, or Judge Death, or... So is the... it like how Action Comics became Superman? Exactly. Okay. Or how Detective Comics became Batman. Okay. Or how Amazing Fantasy became Spider-Man. Mm. Same thing. And for those of you who don't know what Judge Dread is, pretty much imagine the most, the biggest dick cop possible. <laughs> I don't know if that fits. Okay, the biggest dick cop who has the authority to kill you if you do something wrong. I don't find I don't find him to be a dick. I think he's just you know he 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 knows what his job is. There's no gray area for him, and he'll take you out if you break the law, and that's it. Yes, and he's the most famous because he's fair. Uh, I think he's fair. Sometimes it's like for he's like he give for smiling in the street. He gives someone a two year two year ice in the ISO cube. Well, really? fair is fair. <laughs> I mean, law's the law, right? Yeah, well, he's like Dirty dirty Harry and the Terminator mixed together, I'd say. I mean, it's... But he's human. That's the thing I like, is he's human. He's not superhuman. Mm. And the most interesting thing about the character for his 77 years in the comic book is you never see his face. The times you see his face from the back and people freak out like, oh, God, he's so ugly. Or you just see a, a sensor bar over his face. You never see his face showing that, you know, the law is a law. Justice is just... It's... It's justice. There is nothing else. That's what he's supposed to represent. And it's... The series takes place in the far distant future after World War III. We've bombed the world to hell. Mm -hmm. The huge nuclear war blew each other up to hell. And there's now... Pretty much everyone lives in a city from Boston straight through to Washington, D.C. That's one city. There's like three of these mega cities, as what they're called. And in between it, there's this thing called the Cursed Earth, which is a radiated desert where you'll get killed. There's a couple other places. Um, you have the communist block, uh, Mega Block 1 in Europe, and they're at war with us. And there's a whole it's a whole huge mythology, which we could get into, but we'd be here for five hours. We'll save that for actually when we do the case files in the manga review. <laughs> we'll review to get more into the history of Dread. But it's in a... What would you say the universe, the Mega City One? What would you say that world is like? Oh, that's tough. Um, I don't know how I could compare it. I mean, you gave a pretty good description of it. Huge, self-contained cities. You didn't get into the fact that you know, like even within the Mega City, there's like these big apartment blocks that are like their own community inside that. Yeah, it's a city inside the block. It's just one block yeah. straight up. It's like imagine one block city block is an entire city. It goes up 200 floors, so about a mile up. Yeah. And it has stores and restaurants and. Uh, I mean, I think that's the. And honestly, I think that's the future. That's the way we're headed. There's nowhere else to go but up. Yeah, it is true. And the thing is that in a city with 800 million people, there's a, I mean, a lot of crime. It's an overpopulated world, and there's, they said that there's 17,000 crimes committed daily in the city. And, uh, one of the things that happens in the in the old movie and in the book happened in the new movie is block wars where you have the two block buildings the two block cities blowing 
those things bond to each other. And in the first, in the old one, it happened. Is there a shoe? Yeah, but that's but that's in one block. That's not in the. It's not block A shooting at block B and block B throwing rocket launchers back oh, at. Okay, yeah. I mean, I got the impression that that's what happened. Yeah, it seems. But so we'll we'll go backwards. We'll go with the old one, then go to or new one. Go with the old one because that's. Well, we'll 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 get into that in a moment. So in the in the in the newer one, first off, I like the design of the city itself. It's more spaced out. It's more. And in this one, it's not. It's much. It's it was shot in South Africa. So hey, you want an irradiated desert? You get South Africa. But it's in the city. It's this story, the new one, Dread, which was directed by Pete Travis and produced by Alex Garland, and you know, starring Carl Urban, Olivia Thursby, Wood Harris, and Lena Headley for to bring it all around. Who plays? Yes, if you want to be like that. Um, in this story, it's a, just a day in the life. It's not a origin story in like most comic book movies. It's not a, we're going to follow this character. No, this is literally, you just dropped in. Just like in Blade, it was done like this. Uh, yeah, but for like one second, but it's just like... But Daredevil, you could say, was like that too. No, no, you true you do get the first 15 minutes of the film are in origin but it's what's another well there's a lot of other superhero movies which is day in the life it just drops you right in yes actually you're right the original batman even though you do see that opening sequence but it just drops you right in yep but this film you don't get an origin you don't know anything about dread you don't know a damn thing about him you just know he's a street cop his name is dread you don't see his face and he's there to kick ass. And the first sequence is of him on his on his lawmaster, which is the bikes, which is toned down really well in a chase sequence against three hoodlums in a van. Yeah, and that just looks like, it's like, dude, there's, and, this, and they're on slow-mo, and it's like, dude, there's a judge after us. Wake the fuck up! Kill the fucking judge or he's gonna kill us! Slow-mo is a drug which is being released in um, Mega City 1. It's this new drug which what happens is that you use it and it slows the user's perception down to 1% of the normal speed. So one second would appear as maybe 100 minutes. And on the one hand, it can be done, it slows your brain down. But the thing is, little dumb things in a city that fucked up could seem beautiful. Like you could just be in the water, just taking a bath, and the water droplets make these beautiful cascading lights and things like that. And it's an escape. It's done really well. The way that they shot it was the camera was shot at an insanely fast rate. I don't have the exact specs. I should. Actually, do I have the exact specs? Filming. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're not going to get into that. It's fast. It's pretty fast. And so, the whole story, to, to cut it off, to hurry up, is that you have Dread, after stopping these criminals, in the only way that he knows how. Yeah, he's like, you, you go in Iso Cube, or I'm going to kill you. That's it. It's because. Well, that's something we didn't even explain. 
for those who don't know, the deal with in the future, you have the, instead of cops, you have these things called judges. Judges are judge, jury, and executioner. They come up to you. You get caught by a judge. It's not like now. You get arrested. You get arraigned. No. They will pass judgment on you right there. If they give you a speeding ticket, you do it there. If they want to send you to, to jail or if they call it isocubes, you go to jail. If you piss them off enough, they can execute you right there. And there's no questions, no, you know, no, you can appeal, you can beg, but not really, you know, they close the case right then and there. And he, and as you said, he literally does, he does, you know, offer them a chance. A fascist cop? I mean, should he have been... According to the character, should he been more of a fascist then? More just a dick cop? Or you think he was done? Well, actually, if you think about it, in this movie, he's not a dick. In the other one, he's a dick. That, that, that makes sense, though. In the other one, he's a dick. He's like, he's extreme. It's like, yes, you should have done this instead or I'm going to give you... But this one he's not. He's just a hard-ass cop. And so after that, he goes back to the Hall of Justice. Back at the Hall of Justice. Which, But they had it first. I'm not going to lie. 77, they had it first. They had the Hall of Justice first. Originally it was the Justice Hall for... For the for Justice Society, it was it was the Justice Hall. So seventy nine, I think seventy eight. It's debatable, but also this is Brits, so Brits are five years pat five years backwards. No offense, no offense to our English listeners and to our English listeners. If we're mutilating the description of your hero, don't worry, we're gonna do a better job on when we do review the case files. <laughs> but so he, they go back to the Hall of Justice. And his boss, the Chief Justice, who, you know, she's, she thinks he's his best cop, says, look, here's a, 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 new, a rookie officer. She failed the exam by two points. And to him, at this point, it's like, she failed. What the fuck's she doing here? But she's, uh, what would you say about Judge Anderson? She's a, she's a mutant. She, she was born right from where the cursed earth was so all the radiation fucked with her and as opposed to some of the other mutants in this world where you know they got tentacles for arms or two heads she just yes she's hot and she could read minds and they want to give they said look she's the strongest psychic we've ever found she'd be a great asset to the force and he's like well what the fuck you want me to do and they're like look here's the deal we're giving her this test you're going to evaluate her drop her in the deep end and he's like it's all the deep end no, what are you going to say? Say it. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about that. I won't let you forget. Don't worry. It, it does. I, I know I know where you're going, and I, I agree. It's kind of, but she says, drop him off. And so he's evaluating her. And the first thing he says is, he says, what she could do to fail. He's like, look, you do this, you fail your evaluation. You do this, you fail your evaluation. Just sets it up, and then so your evaluation begins now. There's no questions, no, hi, how you doing? Hi, I'm Judge Red. No, it's just... Straight to business. <laughs> they people are like, you're going to die now. And so they end up, 
uh, he explains to her that, as I said earlier, there's 17,000 crimes a day. And they are able to respond to 6% of that. So that's a, that's a lot of crime. But still, it's crazy. And so they end up getting involved in a situation which is kind of similar to the raid, where they end up responding to a call of triple homicide, and they get involved in a really fucked up situation where they're stuck without backup in a, in a city block and have to fight their way to survive. And they're against this criminal known as Mama, who, as we said, is played by the great uh, Cersei Baratheon. <laughs> Lena Headsey? Hetty, whatever. Beady, Hetty, whatever. And uh, as a villain, she was actually kind of sympathetic, but she didn't give a shit, which I liked. A little bit better than how she is in Game of Thrones, because Game of Thrones, she's more like manipulative and like she pretends she's good. Mama was just like, I don't give a fuck. You know, it's I am who I am, and I know this is going to happen. I know my fate before anything. Oh, you're talking about Kay? Yes, the, the, the catalyst for everything going wrong, her, her henchman, who's an idiot. <laughs> I mean, that he was one of the problems with the movie was Kay. I mean, because really, they could have just, once they got the information, they could have just taken care of him right then and there. But uh, there's a couple other situations. But since this movie, I recommend seeing this movie. I think it's a really good movie. And honestly, it was made for $45 million. Uh, box office was 36. Go to the, yes. Go to the when it comes on DVD, buy it. I give it this really, really, really fucking cool. Just go buy it so we can actually get a sequel because I want to see where this goes. I think it's really well done. We're gonna spoil this later after we get to the next point. So let's get into the other film. Uh, some people say it's a good film because it goes around to good, but this is. Uh, the 1995 Judge Dredd, directed by Danny Cannon, produced by Charles Lipton, and starring Emma. Sylvester Stallone, Armand Asante, who actually from Spyrokin Studios, he lives literally three minutes away. He lives right there. I wanted to actually get his, I want to say, dude, could you just say, uh, I am the love? <laughs> Diane Lane, Rob Schneider, Joe Check, Max von Sydow. Yeah, he is. And uh, it's it was made for $90 million and actually grossed 113 Yes, when a movie like this makes money, it does. Because the difference with this film compared to the other one is that first off, you open up. Now, they open up with text. Now, most times, you just have this straight-up text or you do the voiceover. This movie decided, we're going to combine the two. So we're going to have dialogue and text. That was a mistake. No, I just had the text just straight up or right over the, the wasteland. They did Star Wars call. That would have been better than this. It's just like, Bleh. And the difference between this film is that it's not a day in the life. This is a Judge Dredd. It's a police uh, set up for a crime he didn't commit and he gets revenge story. And the big difference between this and the other one is but more importantly, the thing which most fans hate about this is, within 10 minutes, the iconic, the amazing Judge Dredd, a character who you've never seen his face, 
takes off his helmet and spends 90% of the fucking movie as Sly Stallone. And some people said that actually Sly Stallone said he wanted to wear the helmet. And it's just the, the, they said, we paid for you, we're going to show your face the majority of it, and that caused problems. But the fact that it kind of neuters the character when you just see his face without the helmet the entire time it makes him not as... Yeah, he's not... Yeah, he doesn't, but it's just... The whole movie is that he gets... Uh, they take... One of Judge Dredd's biggest villains is a character named Rico, who's an ex-judge who is his best friend. And they work it in with another story explaining Judge, Judge Dredd's origins into this big mashup. They take a bunch of other characters who they know from the comics, combining them to make this weird soup of things. I mean, you have the one character, Fergie, who's this ugly kind of stooly character, and they make him into, like, the main sidekick, played by Rob Schneider. Another character, Judge Hershey, who's a, a pretty prolific character. We're going to make him Judge Dredd's love interest. Do you really think that the character even has a libido? <laughs> Honestly, I don't think Judge... I think Judge Dredd, they cut off his dick. So he's like, he's, like, he's a eunuch. He's like, yes, the law is my life. I will kill them all. Yes, he is Varys. Then, um... Like I said, the big difference is, unlike with the other Judge Dredd who was fair, this Judge Dredd is a dick. Like he says, uh, you're going to go to Isaac Cubes for five years because you vandalized the product instead of jumping out of a window to save your life. He could have said three weeks. But no, it's oh, five years because you did that. I knew you'd say that. That... Uh, his one shitty one-liners... Uh, Armando Santé's Rico was a decent... I mean, I think he was a good villain. He was more like a genetic clone who was a perfect criminal. I thought it was a nice touch. Should have made him look a little more like Slice Alone, though. No, I mean, just... I mean, if the face is different, I could have done something with him. Uh, introducing the Angel Gang. They're cool in the comic. Uh, Mad Machine was done kind of decently. Even though... No. Uh, overall, I mean... It's not a good movie. It's a movie that goes around from bad to good. And we're butchering this, but what... I mean, there are some good points to the film. I like I like the ABC robot. I like that. I think he's a nice touch. Uh, I like the lawgiver. Even though the lawgiver in the... Now, for those who don't know, the lawgiver is one of the three things that a judge has on them at all times. They have their badge, their helmet, and then the lawgiver. The lawgiver is a smart gun. Pretty much, you call out the round, it'll automatically dedicate what the round is, and it'll actually dedicate, it'll use it. Like, for example, you say heat-seeking for, what is it, the new one's hot shot. It comes out, just says hot shot, and shoots it. And, uh, it was done decently in the, in your, your Judge Red 95. Do you agree? Just, oh, yeah, no, it was a lot better, even though, even though, uh, I just love the point where he's like, he's like, it's like, hot shot, out of ammo. Uh, rapid fire. Out of ammo. Grenade. <laughs> no, high X. Uh, um, so what else? You, you didn't have the lawgiver. It was more... This would have been a better sequel, I think, than a first film. The 95 would have been a better sequel, I think. Once you established... If you got... No. If you gutted 
the movie. You gutted the movie. You made it so that the fact is that I'm trying to say how to make it good. Here's how you make Judge Dredd 95 a good movie. First off, uh, replace the majority of the cast, but make this a sequel film, not the first film. After the character's established. Second off, you make it some way where you can never see his face. You obscure it somehow. Either there's a pipe in the way, or someone's arm in the way, where you never see his face. Uh, it might be cheesy, but it might, it, or you do you just the sensor bar straight up over his face. You could do that. Or you could have him just wearing a hood the entire time where they just cover his face. You know, but then we'll, they'll think, oh, wait, no, that's a white hood. He looks like a ghost. You dress him like a ghost. <laughs> no, wait, no, no, no. Bad stuff, Park Records. Really bad stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, there were some good, you could have done a lot with the film, but overall it was a shitty movie. I'm not going to lie. This, I enjoyed for the crap factor, I think that it's worth it's worth having in the background while serving the internet for porn. That's my rating for this film. Because there are some enjoyable little moments in it. And also the I am the law is kind of funny in a weird sort of way. You can make a great drinking game out of this game. And Max von Sydow is the, is the highest point in this movie. I mean, it's Max von fucking Sydow. He's good as Judge Vargas, who's big part of the, I'm sorry, Fargo, who's a big part of the series. Uh, the rest of the film, well, whatever. It was, it, it was a shitty 90-minute movie. Um, now with that in mind, let's get into some spoilers. For those of you who don't want to be spoiled the shit out of the new Dread movie, skip ahead. Right now, it is currently now. Um, so, with that in mind, let's get into the spoiler territory. If you have a 20 forward to 38 minutes. That way you're not spoiled. Well, we'll make it 39 minutes. That way you're not spoiled completely by the things we're saying. Now, what do you think about the end of the new Judge Dredd? I liked it. I thought it was good. So you're talking about the confrontation with Big Mama or... All of it. Or all everything. Of it. Okay. I mean, the confrontation with Big Mama was good. She had a apropos um, death, um, considering the way she deals with people. I mean, you kind of saw that coming, the way she, you know, she, she kind of got what was coming to her. Um, with the whole slow mo thrown off the thing, yeah. but uh, but I like the fact that he actually looks at her when, when he says um, when he he sentences her, she says defense noted when she's just kind of like being there like you know like she he says do you have anything to say in your defense and she's just like because it looked like I don't give a shit I know I did it okay yeah and then you know he even though Judge Dredd in the beginning of the movie would have failed the girl right away you know for the fact that she lost her sidearm you know that's immediate failure he took into account everything else that had went on and he passed her so it's not like he was completely black and white in that case he took you know he took some things into consideration before he made his call which you know that shows a little bit of character growth in throughout the movie, which is what you want to see. No, I agree. I agree. It so. had a little bit of character growth, and I like that he was just like he gave her the chance. To like, look, she busted her ass, and she did what she needed to do. And she even told him, "Go fuck yourself." I think that's what was the <laughs> point where he realized that she was a judge. When he's like, "Look, I'm the judge in charge at this point. Until this evaluation is over, it's my call." Mm-hmm. What did you think about the rogue judges? Um, I, you know, I. 
thought that they were a nice touch you didn't expect it at first. Mm-hmm. You thought, okay, they're just judges and they're just going in their badass, and you see them and they're just like. But I like the fact that the ones like, oh, she won't know it's me, and then. Poof. Yep. Yep. That was uh, cool. And I like the fact. I like. Good excuse for her to have no helmet on the whole movie. Yes. Also, I like that. Uh, what was the other? Uh, I mean, I just, they could have used more power with it. They could have really used a lot more of her powers because there are some things where you're like, really, she should have known that that was coming. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of. That's kind of a tough thing with uh, someone with those kind of powers. Because it's like, theoretically, nothing should ever happen to them, right? Yeah, but we could assume she has to concentrate or, you know. I guess. But, uh, you know, the K should not be able to jump up and, and get her off guard. Yeah. But she worked it. She worked it, you know. She got it working and she kicked some ass in it. I like the fact that, uh, I mean, that scene when that w- the one one-liner in the movie... It was kind of, I don't know, it just made him seem kind of weak when he's shot on the ground and he's like, wait. And he's like, what, you want me to wait? The great Judge Dredd wants me to wait. He's like, what do you want to wait for you f- not to kill you? To He's like, no, for her to shoot you. That was fine. That was fine, but just, he seemed, it just seemed kind of, he seemed weak at the, the first part, though. Well, he was dying, practically. Yeah, but then he just pulls out and he's just like, I like that, that it's like, he's not invulnerable. You see him literally just do the field... <laughs> Yeah, he, he has like a little field medic kit. Um, yeah. If they had made this into a FPS, I would have loved that. That would have actually been what you could do. What do you, did you have to do that to yourself? Yeah, like if you get injured, you actually have to use field medic, and it takes like you have to hold down like say if you're using the uh, PS3, you have to hold down L1 and then X and mm-hmm. then and then like move it around to, to do it like do almost like a a very bastardized version of uh, what is that? The, the surgery game, um, DS trauma game? center. Okay, yeah, like trauma center, but with the st- with the uh, right uh, thumbstick and that, like do it like that. Where you have to I don't know, but th- imagine doing that every time you get shot in a game. That would get no, if you get like mortally wounded, you could do that. Maybe, maybe, and it's like a last ditch thing. You can yeah, it's like last ditch when your health bar gets that low. You could actually, if you duck behind, you do that, and that's in order to, to pat- do a patch job. Yeah, I could see that being a cool gimmick, but uh, no, or not overuse it. Not overuse that's it, annoying. or use it like as 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 an effort. Like you know, if you you know you have the health bar, but then say if your health bar's low, you don't have any health bars left. You have that option of do you want to use the med kit? You pull over it and it actually increases your health just a little bit. Yeah, you're like you're like halfway there until you can get to that med kit. Yeah, right. nice little touch. Lawgiver was done a lot better. Yeah, it was. Uh, Lawmaster wasn't as flashy or comic correct, but I liked the way the Lawmaster looked in the uh, in the new version. A lot more streamlined. The same thing with the costume. The costume was not bulky or flashy, and there wasn't a chain, but it still looked more like. It's, he looks cooler in the new movie. It looks hands down. Oh, uh, ulit. Is it utilitarian or utilitarian? I can never pronounce that word. Utilitarian. Yeah. Mm. It looks. You know. It does look fascist. It looks very like military, just uniform, bicycle, motorcycle cop. Yeah, I like that. The, the design looks great. Costume compared to the old one, which is flashy, flashy, flashy. I mean, I still like the the way the lawgiver could fly in the, the old one, but they said that was what went over budget. Yeah, and and there was really no reason for it to fly in the new movie. Yeah, no, this was more like a day in the life, done really much better. Yeah. So do you? You said the first one you gave. So do you agree with me also on the first one? Really, really, really fucking cool for it? Yeah. Yeah, so we both agree with this really amazing film. Uh, Well, 
we're, we could go more into the mythology, but we're going to do that, like I said, the case files once we hit that. Because we are doing actual real manga and real graphic novels. Not real graphic novels. We're doing American and United Kingdom and other country graphic novels in the manga review. Interesting. Anyway. So, I saw Taken 2. It was good. Taken 2 was good? Yeah. You liked it. Keeps a good pace, solid 90 minutes, and it's done. I, th- I heard it was I heard it was decent. Looper, I heard, was also decent. I haven't seen that yet. The other one film I heard was decent was, uh... uh, uh I, I don't know. Oh, uh... uh Sinister, I heard it was good. I heard that was good. I haven't seen it. I saw Paranormal Activity 4. I heard that was terrible. Uh, I was let down. But what Just do you expect? Found footage is... It's, 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 the first one was good. I lo- But you see, the thing is, I like the mythology of that series. It's just that movie, it didn't advance it enough. Because it, it, basically, the, the, the movies is, is like... You see like a lot of freaky stuff happening, and then like the last 15 minutes of the movie, you get a bulk of mythology. And this one, I mean, they still did it, but it just didn't advance it enough for me. And... Um, you know, it made it feel like you don't even have to really watch this movie practically. You know, so honestly, I would rather instead of them making another paranormal attitude, I would rather have seen the majority of the audience go see Dread. That's what I honestly would have well, rather have seen. <laughs> yeah, but it's you know, it's it's uh, it's a paranormal shame. activity. I'm sure is cheap movies to make though, she, you know, budget wise. So. I mean, uh, it's just I hate that the fact that shitty movies, certain movies that are so shitty, get sixty million dollars, seventy million dollars, easy, and then a movie like Dread gets two shafted. Yeah, it, it made six in the first week, and it's it's like the raid. The raid did terrible over here, and the raid is an amazing movie. The raid's good. It's all right. I liked it. the good action in the raid. Yeah, and as as a first film from uh, what is it, Indonesia? It was decent. Yeah, their first foray into bringing out into the world. I mean, it's better than the Bollywood shit. Okay, actually, no, we will not talk about Bollywood because then we'll have lots of we'll have many many uh, reviewers coming. Angry Indian listeners. We already have a couple who have sent us bad messages, but again, that is neither here nor there. <laughs> so, with that in mind, let's, well, actually, should we even roll? I don't, uh, well, we'll perhaps roll for something else. But, um, with that in mind, uh, marygeekjuckers.www.spyrokin.com. You can email us, spyrokin.gmail.com, zanspyrokin.com. Cal.spyrokin.gmail.com. And, uh, so, I guess that's it for this episode. Now, what is your favorite quote from this film? Actually, first off, before that, who was your what was your favorite scene in both threads? Oh, that's tough. Um, the new one. I kind of liked in the beginning when he shot that incendiary grenade in the guy's mouth. Okay, that was kind of that was pretty. Cool. The whole sequence, or just that scene where he, he interrogates the guy. The guy like, that scene where he basically he's like. You, I'm gonna kill you. It's either gonna be quick or it's gonna hurt a lot. And the guy, you know, yeah, you know, chooses to fuck with him. Okay. The old movie? Oh god. I guess when it ends, because that was cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I don't really remember the anything specific. Nothing with clones or with the Monasante or with uh, no, it was just, it the was terrible just, one-liners. It was just so bad. I just didn't. Okay. Nothing sticks out. Okay. Uh, with me, my favorite scene from the love the opening sequence. My favorite that opening chase sequence. But I'm gonna actually have to go with um, the first major firefight 
when they're in when the guys think they surrounded them and they say well c- come out of that door and we'll, we'll kick your ass they're like uh you have 20 seconds to disperse five seconds motherfucker <laughs> you called it just flash grenade goes off they just take him out <laughs> yeah I mean the fight with the other judges was kind of cool too but mm-hmm. I don't know it just cause he actually doesn't get the hero he doesn't get the hero fu- wound he gets a you know Shitty wound, and uh, so best quote, your favorite quote from the film. Uh, typically, there's like five. Well, from this one, there's just three things he fucking says. It's I am the law. So my favorite quote when uh, take it this is your first time in Noxen combat. Yes, sir. I'm wondering when you'd remember you left your helmet behind. Sir, a helmet can interfere with my psychic abilities. Think a bullet might interfere with some more. Okay, and uh, this is your Hosan for Spark and Movie Review. My favorite quote, and there are so many good ones from this film. Uh, I think I'm actually going to go with... When I heard you called in a 1024, I thought I'd better check it out. Seems I forced the rookie on you. So what happened in there? Drug bust. Looked like you've been through it. Perps were uncooperative. Uh, that's one thing I do like about this movie before we close out is that he's just so dry wit just really just like you know like at one point uh, another quote you sure? 99% can't execute a perp on 99% save me a lot of paperwork if you just confess right now We'll take him in. See how he holds up after a few hours of interrogation. He's just so dry wit. It's just like you know. He's just like yeah. Just matter of fact. Just like I like dry wit. That's that's my type of humor. So. And with the original or the '95 Judge Dredd, my favorite quote is. <laughs> I might have to piggyback on that one because that's probably the only thing you remember from that movie. That... Not that I remember. It's just the only thing that's. You know, funny in the movie. Yeah, it's it's a terrible fucking movie. Uh, so I guess it's it for this episode. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time uh, for another fun-filled review. And finally, last thing I must say to all of you crazy people, support movies like this. They're actually good. We're going to get good shit if we actually watch good movies. Don't watch so shitty. Tyler Perry is Alex fucking Cross. That's a terrible fucking movie. <laughs> We're going to take a character by Morgan Freeman and we're going to put Tyler Perry and his fat Medea ass in it. <laughs> Watch the good movies, please.
Sir, he's thinking about making a move for your gun. Yeah. He just changed his mind. Yep. feel as if time is passing at 1% its normal speed. If we play this right, we could take the whole city. Peachtrees is the manufacturing base for all the slow-mo in Mega City One. You know how often we get a judge off in Peachtrees? Well, you got one now. She has control of everything. Levels one to 200. This is Mama. Somewhere in this block are two judges. That's not good. I want him dead. We're gonna have to go through him. Rookie, you ready? Yeah. You look ready. Fire! Judgment time. Let's finish this. Sentence is death. <laughs> 